Oh, what a beautiful time to be alive. I've gone off early as per, well, not per <laughs> usual. <laughs> There's only three laughers in here today. Carlos. I don't know who that fellow is. Yeah, we like him better than Carlo, though. He's a dick. <laughs> this is the way we start the show. And, of course, Chris Smith, I am Renee Gartner, and the one man who's missing, there's only way to show him how. That's the way it's going to be. That's right. Sasha is off riding horses. No, he's, he's not. Like, no, he's not. Indoor barbecuing, if you ask me. <laughs> she looks more like a donkey that he's riding. Oh, she's beautiful. She's a lovely girl. Love you. Sorry. Which one is it? <laughs> I don't know. <gasps> no further questions. No. You don't know. I'm advising my Laura declines once right hey, It's his fault when he says send him every week, isn't yeah, it? Well, that's what happens. Yeah, that is exactly what happens. We've got heaps happening on the show this yeah. week. We do. A lot of sport being going on. We've got some international competitions. Wimbledon, one of the greatest, oldest games of tennis. Mm. Of tennis, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't even know where I was going to go with that. And I was like, I could see you. I'm like looking at both of you, my eyes, uh, you're sitting across from yeah, me. I was, like, my ball, my eye. <laughs> your balls. Shut up. Shut up. I say my eyes were like a ping pong match between the two of you, which was meant to be a, t- you know what? Oh, <laughs> oh, Digging that hole How even good? further. Like a jackhammer. You just keep your eyes off my balls, all right? <laughs> no, I'm then good. Look things. at mine if you like. <laughs> The big pendulous. Oh my god! And we haven't <laughs> even had like a rich drink mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to start a show. Yeah. Well, as I said, we're talking about Wimbledon. We've got a women in sports section. We've got the wonderful Julia Snook from Channel Nine. She's going to be chatting to us a little bit later. Tony Sands, ring ring a ding ding, will be in as well. And uh, because Sasha couldn't be bothered driving up the highway for three hours, I don't know why. What a dick! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're going to phone him in for his wacky sports as well too, so hopefully he has a spare five minutes to chat to us. Um, but let's start off with first and foremost. Send him down. I'll kick us off, and no pun intended, I guess. Um, the Wally Lewis medal, obviously the State of Origin was on Wednesday mm-hmm. night, um, not Sunday, which I actually really prefer, the Wednesday night. Uh, the, the obviously, I keep saying obviously. I've got to stop doing that. Obviously, oh, what? It's not obvious. What? It's not obvious. It? No. It's not obvious. It's just obvious. I was trying to say it and filling the wrong. gaps. Anyway, uh, Billy Slater got the Wally Lewis medal, mm-hmm. um, and there's been quite a significant amount of debate about it. Now, my debate isn't about Billy Slater being an amazing player, who's no. a really regular on this show. Um, I thought he had a, a an outstanding game on Wednesday night. What I don't agree with is the system that named him the player of the series. Right. So there's a lot of debate, obviously. <laughs> See, I need to do a count every time I say obviously. Um, the count basically went to a New South Wales player every single game in terms of a different New South Wales player every game. I think right. Tommy Trebojevic, Boyd Cordner and Tedesco all got a four point. So it was four three two one point system um, where Billy Slater – got it in more matches, even though he played two two games and one of them was a losing game. So my system, my thought is... Which would have to mean, even if he got three points, three points for the two games, that gives him six. Now, you're not telling me Boyd Cardinal did not get at least two points in one of them games. Yeah, and that's what I don't understand. So they said... Tedesco as well. Yeah, Lockyer came out during the week and he sort of brought it to the attention. So basically it, it's decided by an Australian board, which is made up 
of Mal Meninga. Smell my finger. <laughs> Darren Lockyer. <laughs> Got one Got for nothing. that. No, no, nothing. No? Laurie Daly? No. No. So made up of two Queenslanders and one New South Welshman. All amazing footballers in their own right and have also been quite successful off the field as well too within the game. So they were the ones that made the points. They say that basically as soon as the siren goes, bang, they have to name their points. So they've obviously done the 4-3-2-1. By the time they get to the last game, they basically then decide who out of the point system then deserves it. So it's not even a total points. I just don't understand. It's mind-blowing. I, I just don't understand though, even saying that, even the you know the players that have just been mentioned, how Damien Cook... Has not even been mentioned. Yeah, I just, just oh, he baffled. was phenomenal. Well, they said that they haven't sort of brought any attention to the fact of who got the points. It was more the fact that they just said, "Well, we're not saying it. We want it to. We want to get a point where the system is fair and honest, yeah. which I think it is now. But can it be done a little bit better? Possibly. I think a review by the NRL would be yeah, a good I thing. I mean, in, in order to gain a man of the match, especially in a big occasion like a state of origin, like a cup final. Mm. You generally play 80 minutes or a large amount of the game. We've had players get man of the match coming off the bench or playing X amount of time, then being taken off. Or we've had players be awarded man of the match on a losing team. Mm. I don't ever recall, um, I may be wrong, but I don't ever recall, and I'm not saying anything against Billy Slater, we know no. this. No. The, the, the thing is, I don't ever recall someone coming off the bench being taken off after 60 minutes and being on the losing team and still getting it. Mm. It's, 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 it's kind of insane. It's yeah. And that's what they, like, it, they've sort mm. of turned around. I think it was um, Todd Greenberg came out and made a comment as well too and said in, in the New South Wales votes, they were spread among multiple players. So it wasn't as if, you know, Boyd Cordner was the best player every game. You know, as I said, it was Boyd one game, Tommy Turbo the next and uh, Tedesco the next one. So it was spread. And then again, you would have had players like Cook getting huge points last night as well too. Mm. Like for me, if I looked at that game on Wednesday night, DCE was a standout. Incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, as I said, send them for my section is not that Billy Slater, because I just thought, I still think he had a brilliant game. It's the system itself. Mm. So send it back to the NRL, review it. Let's get a better system so that him himself in Billy is not getting question marked and and sort of, I guess, tarnished with his medal. Carlo. Yeah, well, mine is pretty similar to, to what I was talking about last week. Uh, last week I was talking about the Bulldogs and, and their debacle of, of, of what's going on in a professional sports team. And then, uh, lo and behold, this week, uh, read about Manly. You know, uh, they haven't got a football manager anymore. You know, uh, salary cap here, there and everywhere. Internal fighting, external fighting. Just, I cannot believe that we are discussing uh, rather than pe- players on the field and the way that teams are playing. We're discussing more about the executive and uh, what's going on behind doors. I just, I'm sending it out to you guys. What, what do you think? I just think it's, I think it's terrible. But it's, they're not the only club that's going through things on and off the field. Oh, well, them and the Bulldogs, aren't they, really? Mm, which is where the player manager that you're speaking of has his going just to. Gone, so he's left one <laughs> one terrible club to go to another one. Well, I mean, maybe there, there's maybe there's more track. opportunity at the next club. And, you know, as I said, different things happen at different clubs. Manly's been through a fair few significant changes at the top, which is going to mean that, you know, systems that were probably in play when that person was employed 
has changed. Mm. Those goalposts get changed, no pun intended. And I think that happens at a lot of clubs. Mm. Uh, you know, you look at players now, they're changing halfway through the system, through the season. It's ridiculous. To go to another team. So what, why is it? It does, but I, I guess with Manley's argument is, is, is they're going to decide where they're going to distribute the money. They're the team with such expectancy going on top of them. Mm. And, it, and it's where do we spend our money? Do we cut the salary cap and football managers and we put more money into getting the players back on the pitch, which is where you're probably going to win? But the football manager I'll try and the, win. the football manager doesn't go into it doesn't, the salary I was going to say that's not salary cap, is it's it? It's not salary cap. They're talking about doing Shut all... Shut They're talking about it being a part of the salary cap, but... Really? They are, but they, they have done for a number it of years. It can't be, though. Well, they have done for a number <laughs> of years. I thought it was, but it can't be. <laughs> but how are you challenging that? What an absolute nutter. Oh, wow. Um, but in saying that, though, like, <laughs> I, I know that they've had a few little salary cap issues, but still... You know, you've got to run your ship very tight and there's a number of clubs that do that and they do it very well because they have the right personnel in place. Now, I just really question the personnel uh, behind the, the scenes in Manlet and, uh, you know, the Bulldogs. But for me, uh, it's just it's just a no-go. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, I think there was a few people quite hamstrung along the system. So are you sending them? Where are you sending them? What are you I doing? I just send them. Well, I'm sending it back. I'm sending it back. <laughs> Back where? What are you sending back and I where are you sending know. it back to? I, I don't know. I ain't even got a receipt, so I don't know why I'm sending it back. <laughs> Did you buy it in a sale? Because then you can't return it. You no, know that. No, I'm just, uh, well, I'm sending them back to the NRL to say, pick up your game, you know, and that's it, really. That's <laughs> all I want to say about that. I've got a sneaky suspicion you just like arguing. I don't know what it is. No, I, I also think he, he hates will. Manly, and I'm, I'm tending to take that personally. Well, yeah, you should, should do this. They're my teammate. No, yeah, all right. Do, stick all right. Oh, they're, they're, right, going, oh, they're going uh, just as well as how did England go in the game on the weekend? Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, ah. ruin my don't you ruin my send oh, This is well, my send them segment. Send them back. My send them segment is the England team in the World Cup. You guys talk NRL. I'm still a little bit cut. That the fact <laughs> England could not win a semi final. We've waited so long for England to get to a semi final. Yes, they've got a young team. Yes, Gareth Southgate has done a great job in getting them to the semi final. But why is he continually defending Raheem Sterling? All he does is run around the pitch like a lunatic. Yeah, he's quick and he gets to the ball, but he's got no idea what to do with it when he gets there. Harry Kane, Mr. Sitter. Why can we still not find that one? clinical ruthless finisher in order to progress <laughs> through the semi-final to the final and do you know what even if they did I had no confidence they would beat France but they would have been in a final mm. do you know what I mean True. I feel like both of you are about to start crying again I, 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 not, <laughs> I haven't stopped crying Renee and I'm not going to stop any time in the next 12 months it is, or four it, years it even is, it's a little bit raw to be totally honest do you know what I've really really missed um, I mean, we spoke about... Chlamydia? Well, we haven't really spoken about your Instagram stories yet. I do not miss that. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't resist that. It hasn't gone yet. That's why she doesn't miss it. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> be, be, before, before you piss my send them segment off... <laughs> well, what are you sending? Your own country? No, no, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to send them. Yeah, bollocks to them. Because in four years, if you don't come back better than that, because you've got such a young team <laughs> cliche, look at Freddie Fittler and what he did with the Blues. Yeah, yeah. Right. Don't give me that bullshit. Anyway, what I do have, Carlos, yes. you as a fanatic about soccer, you wanted to raise it every week leading yeah, into the is. World Cup. You thought you knew everything about it. So I've put together a little quiz for you. Oh, this is yes. just to see just to see how much you really know about, about the, the World England. Cup. Is there a jingle? About the England is there a team. Jingle? We can have a drum roll if you like. I've got I have a jingle. 
Chrissy's quiz. <laughs> there you go. Surprise All quiz. Right. I, I'm, I'm going to ease you into it. I'm going to I'm going to go easy. Let's just call this a play in the loop. All right. <laughs> so when did England last win the World Cup? 1966. Year? All right. Who is England's most capped player? Uh, I think it's David Beckham. Uh-uh. <laughs> He's third. Is it? There's two above him. Brian Robson. Uh-uh. Peter Shilton. No. Yay, Peter Shilton. But you only get one guess, so okay. you ruined it. All right. I got Who's second? Big ears. Looks like Shrek. Oh, uh, Tony Adams. <laughs> Fucking idiot. All right. <laughs> Who is England's top goal scorer? It would be... It would be Gary Lineker. Uh-uh. Nope. Um, Michael Owen? Uh-uh. I like this. <laughs> I don't. I hate it. I'll fall um, It is... I miss Sasha. Uh, give me a clue. <laughs> Big ears, looks like Shrek, not Tony Adams. Who looks like Shrek? What football team do you support? Oh, Wayne Rooney. Fuck <laughs> Yes, Wayne Rooney. <laughs> All right. Seeing as though you're on such an incredible roll. Yes. Who scored England's first ever international goal? Don't roll your eyes. You're Mr. First international goal. Jeff Hurst. Are you for real? This first goal was scored in 1873. Was Jeff Hurst playing then? (laughs) I don't know. Tommy Summer. No. Think of of a real old English name. Ye old man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, that's uh, it was William Kenyon Slaney in 1873 right. and they beat Scotland 4-2 Carlo, congratulations you're rubbish at quizzes yeah. <laughs> I wrote them down I researched that today and I never I researched anything it's baffled. amazing what he does on the shitter baffled oh. honestly see if he's not doing that he's, he's phoning someone oh that's cute I was watching the racing <laughs> Winks was running. <laughs> I knew I'd get her in. I knew I would get her oh, in. God, every bloody time. Well, speaking of someone who loves her racing, but I'm going to talk to her about everything but just to spite you, Chris Smith. Uh, we're going to be chatting to Julia Snook next, Channel 9, part of the Jacket Gate. You'd probably know her from that. But most importantly, she's been sidelines for all the Super Netball so far this year. Uh, so we're going to chat a little bit of that and maybe see what she thought of the origin this year. We'll get her on the phone. <laughs> All of our guests demand, in particular you, because you're known for your diva-esque qualities, um, all our guests have to do their own introduction. So fire away, mate. (laughs) I, oh gosh, I'm not even prepared for this. Basically, I'm the canonized diva that's fireside after a few gin and tonics and is willing to have a chat to about absolutely anything from babies to sport, you name it. Let's chat about it. Miss Julie Snook. Julie Snook. <laughs> uh, you've, uh, you've, uh, we have had discussions today and you have been on the gin and tonics all afternoon. What's the occasion, mate? Why are you away from the sporting fields? Channel 9 has given me a day off. It's very rare. It's called annual leave and I've taken it. And the boy and I have decided to go out and have a long lunch and that's it. That's, that's all we need. That's the only reason. Seven. The sun's shining, all is good. So that's the only reason we have. <laughs> <laughs> and it's seven o'clock at night right now, by the way, as well, too. So this is an exceptionally long lunch. 
Yes. Well, you you know me. You know how I roll. I do, babe. I do, babe. From, <laughs> from a lunch to a dinner to a breakfast. <laughs> That's how I roll. Play on, play on. Hey, I mentioned you've obviously been around the sporting realms a bit, but you've done a significant amount of stuff with the the Super Netball this year. How are you finding it? You've got a little bit of a link with the Giants. I do. The Suncourt Super Netball this year has been absolutely awesome. It's one of those competitions where I think you need to be courtside to have a true appreciation of just how insanely talented these women are. The athleticism, the physicality that this game entails is truly remarkable. Um, they are just something else to watch. And the competition, I feel like I, I worked on the Suncorp Super Netball League last year and I feel like it's really stepped up a notch this, this season. So it's, um, it's a really great competition. Uh, the West Coast Fever are leading the ladder at the moment um, and I know the Giants are hot on their heels. So it's, it's a good call. We haven't got too long to go. So it's going to be really interesting as the... Uh, the week's closed. Well, the, the competition's been crazy. There's been a couple of grand final sort of bouts throughout the year. And, mm. I mean, the season in particular started off with the Lightning and I think was it the Firebirds? Was that the grand final last year? Yeah, the rematch. The yeah. rematch. So a lot of the games this year have come down to sort of one or two goals and it's been truly remarkable. And the other thing to note is the, the crowds that are turning out for this. You're sort of getting eight to 10,000 each week for these games. And which I think says a lot about the competition itself. And the, the girls, I mean, they are truly remarkable athletes. It's mm. one of those games that's a little bit hard to see perhaps on your television, but when you're sitting courtside or in the crowd, you can really appreciate the effort that goes into it. And, you know, for a non-contact sport, which I've played all my life, I assure you there is a whole lot of contact. Yeah. These girls are brutal. They're tough. They're physical. And they're some of the best that we have. And it's, it's really great to watch. It's really great to see. It's a, it's a really good competition this year. You've just took the words right out of my mouth there, Snook. <laughs> I used to. I used to. <laughs> have I done yeah, this before? Smitty was going to hammer on about how good the competition was, has been. No, I, I was going to go on, on the path of the aggressive side for such a, for such a like, a, like you say, a non-contact sport. I used to watch my mum play when I was, oh, I was a teenage kid. When I was a teenage boy, I watched for obvious reasons, of course. But my mum played quite <laughs> high level back in the UK. But I then went to watch a game in Melbourne. I could not believe how hard they hit each other. Yeah, absolutely. And I initially, when this started, when Tom and I took over the rights to this game, I had a lot of the guys giving me a bit of grief. And I said, hey, hang on a minute. If you guys are smart, you'd be courtside because these girls have legs that go on forever mm. and they look absolutely amazing. And truly, I do believe that this year's competition is better than last. They are so physical. They are truly so unbelievably fit. And... They, they throw everything into it. And, you know, the Australians have been long regarded as, as the best in the world. And it's so easy to see why. Like, you have a look at our local competition and they're just they're brilliant. And it is, it is a shame that you can't really probably get an indication of that when you're watching it at home on the television. You do, I, I think, need to be caught by to have an appreciation of just how strong they are. Mm. And, you know... Each quarter is so unbelievably physical, and I'm not saying that to be dramatic. I'm saying that genuinely. They are something else to watch, and I take my hat off to the girls. They are brilliant athletes, but they're also just brilliant sports people in in general as well. To deal with them, you know, I have a chat to them throughout the quarters and halftime and even the coaches, and they're just such an awesome 
fun to deal with, and it, it's a lot of fun, and it's a great competition. Mm. Without trying to tape, without trying to cheapen this beautiful sport, which oh, I do re- thoroughly don't. appreciate, I want to touch back on the legs again, and this and this then this whole court side option because if you didn't know, Snook, Carlo here single. And, and and I'd love to take oh, the bald yes. fella down to the court side and just just You're see still what talking he can. About Carlo, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I want to see him one pick his tongue up once he sees what's happened, and then two see what else he can pick up. Wow. You know what? You're not going to pick up anything. You're not even going to pick up a ball at the moment. Who me? Either of you. It's not about me. This is Carlo. Whoa, 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 I'm taking. I would love to. You know how we always talk, we try and get um, Snooky. I would let you in on something. Every time we have a female athlete on here, we've had uh, Charlotte from the Sevens. Yeah, um, he's going to smash Sasha. Yeah, Ke- Kezi Apps. You know the New South Welshman and Australian Jillaroo player. Yeah. They're all basically going to run at Sash. What do you reckon about Shani Layton and taking on Sasha? Holy hell! <laughs> Anytime I see Shani Layton on court, it is truly. Terrifying. I mean, she's one of the loveliest people off court, but if you watch her on court, she gets so fired up. The ball can be down the complete opposite end of the court, and watching her psych herself up, watching her yeah. really egg on the player that she's on is something else, and I find it so intriguing to watch. It's so intimidating. She is a true athlete, and She's probably one of the most feared down in that circle as a goalkeeper. She's brilliant, and there is a reason for that, and she has that intimidation, and she's, she's a great chick, but Christ almighty, I would never want to go up against her in any form of competition because she is so competitive. There's a few athletes in that game, in the Suncourt Second Level League that you can see are real competitive, yeah. are really they just want to win. It doesn't matter what it is, and they just want to win, and she is one of them, and she's brilliant, and I would never, Snooki, ever Snooki, Snooki, want to go you, against her. Snooki, listen, you have just made me smile so much because we've thrown Sash under the bus with just so about sure. everyone. <laughs> However, our friend Carlos sat next to me, used to brag about how good he was at mixed netball. <laughs> So, I, I can we please organise him to get his ass handed to him on a plate? I will be there. Social media videoing the whole thing. I am. I'll make it prime position and just watch you. I'm get not joking. Smashed. I am probably one of the best centers out there to be told. Oh, about. there you go. There you go. I have the move, movement of a cat, and you know the vision of Carlo. I've seen milk turn quicker than you. <laughs> I'm. Not, wait, it's the hands. It's all about the You're hands. You're a brave man. You are a I am, crack. I am quite brave, actually, Julia. <laughs> Snooki, do a fair bit around the other sports as well, too. Just a quick whip around. You obviously had a pretty busy week. Were you, were you around the Origin camps? I, unfortunately, didn't have too much to do with Origin, but I've got to say, well done to the Blues. Oh, yes. They have earned this. Brad Fittler and his team have done such a remarkable job. Such a unique job, too. It's, it's the first um, two games I had a lot to do with, and just being on the ground with... Brad and the team, it was, um, he's got some quirky ways, but it's worked. <laughs> and it's, it's the mentality of the team and the mentality of the boys. And it's, I think we're seeing a shift. And, you know, Queensland had a lot to play for in game three. And obviously with Billy Slater going out, they had a lot on the line. And, and you knew it was always going to be a tough game up there. But I think this could be the turning of the tide. And Brad Fittler, as unique as he is, um, this is a young side that respects that, it respects his ways, and they're fresh, and they're so enthusiastic, and they're so keen, and they, they want this. And it's just, it, it's a different era. And I really, as a New South Welshman, I really hope that this is the change. 
yeah. that we've been so desperate for for such a long time. And, and congratulations to Brad and the team because it has been a long time coming. It's been a lot of work, and, and you can see that on the ground. You can see what they've been striving towards. And um, Queensland were always going to be hard to beat in that game three at home. They had a lot to play for, but I tell you what, I think Brad Fittler and his baby blues, they're, they're going to be tough. Absolutely. And uh, what else is going to be tough tonight is you getting back on the drink after you get off this call. Thank you so much, Snook, for taking some time out, mate. Thanks for having me, guys, because I have a boot. I'm literally still sitting by the fire with a gin and tonic in hand. So this has been one of the most memorable and um, most enjoyable chats that I've had in a long time. Well, I'd, I'd like to say we're going to be missing a couple of the hosts over the next two weeks. If you have another Friday night off, would you be interested in coming in and filling a seat for them? Are you kidding? Like I have a life on a Friday night. Like this is completely and utterly unusual. Because so you know what the best part is? is we time. can sit here and have a wine together, mate. Mate, you've been pissed since 12 o'clock. What do you mean? You don't have a life on Friday night because you're pissed at lunchtime. I think... <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's very unique. It's very unique. Trust me. I think, I we, I think we should be doing a show from uh, from down there. The courtside. courtside. Yeah. You guys yeah. want to come yeah. join me? It's yeah, very cozy here. Great spot. Plenty of room. Hugo is dying to have a chat. He's very lonely. He's completely and utterly disappointed that you guys haven't wanted to have a chat to him. So... No, there is plenty of room for the next episode. But Hugo's no, <laughs> Hugo's no Julius Snook. That's our problem. Yep. No, sadly, he talks more than me, which is really Jesus. Quite <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to extend to two hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chick. Well, I'm locking you in. I appreciate it. Absolute love having you, darling. Have a good night. We'll speak to you soon. Bye, see you. Have a great bye, bye. 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 See you guys. So I think we've nailed it there with Snooky organising Carlo to get absolutely schooled, oh, which will I, be worth well, its weight in gold. And no, you, just, want, you, you just talked want, yourself up, mate. I'll you go said down there the and be a rubber. I'll just go down and just, uh, you know, get the massage oil on. And mate, you be Buckley's and not getting anywhere near there, Rick. Mate, that's frowned upon. Remember the last time you rubbed yourself on the bus? That didn't go down well either, did it? <laughs> It was this one time, right? I'm not joking. It was a school bus. That was the worrying part. It was frowned upon. There's nothing wrong with it. It was frowned upon. All right? You're a bunch of muppets. I swear to God. Well, it was great. Obviously, you know, we have an athlete on here normally, but Snook's around so many of the athletes in the sport, and it's a great insight from her side of things on on court side to be able to give us, you know, I guess a, a very good insight. She obviously loves the super netball. Um, and loves the gin and tonic, so she's going to fit right in when you guys go away. So, Sasha, Chris, you're away for a – Sasha's MI today, obviously. Sasha, yes, I, I think Sasha's semi-retired. Um, <laughs> he's turned up once and then back yeah, away again. He, he's here more than a dude at the job centre, so <laughs> he'll, be, uh, he'll be long gone. And he's gone for the next two weeks. We are going for a training week in Thailand, so we will report mm. back. There may be some Muay Thai going on. There may be some boxing going on. And one or two competitions between me and the big nosed fella. Mm. So we'll, he hurts uh, himself opening a paper envelope. I was I'm a say, bit worried about his. He does, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I didn't yeah. slip a disc in his neck. Well, that, and, and that's the beautiful thing is we, we caught up the other day and my gorgeous girlfriend is going to be one of the trainers on the retreat. Ah. And he silently whispered to her, he said, so Sarah, do you think you could kind of modify my program so I don't hurt my neck? Uh, yes, princess. Uh, Why don't you sit on your ass? So basically he's going to be doing the maternity classes. <laughs> yeah, he's going to put the cones out <laughs> and collect them back boy. in. Well, there's so many, so many exciting things. Hey, we've still got to talk about the tennis. Um, obviously, huge semi-finals coming up. The you know the talking point of women in sport with Serena obviously making oh. the women's final. So that's coming up. Tony Sands. We've got the World Cup. 
We are going to call Sasha in. Hopefully he'll take his head off the pillow. And, of course, finishing off with some rugby league. State of origin, you can't miss that. We've got plenty more coming up on the show. Don't forget to rate, subscribe and all of that sort of jazz. Um, but, yeah, up next we're going to chat tennis. I'm going to give you the heads up, darling. His head is not on a pillow. <laughs> I've never said this before, Renee, but spit it out. (laughs) (laughs) We need to get our mind out for good time. No, that's what we used to. Hey, um, wow, I can't even want to say the next thing that was coming through my head right then, but Julia Snook can talk with a mouthful of marbles. How good is she? Yeah, she's brilliant. Isn't she fun? Isn't she passionate about Especially when she has gin and tonics. Oh, I love it. I think Wow. I'm 100% sure we're going to get her in when Sasha and Chris go away. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think we really enjoy it. I think maybe we'll even bring Hugo, her partner, in and act. Hugo, go, go. Hugo, Hugo. You go this way, I go that way. Oh, that's cute. Maybe you can run that joke and I see like how it flies. I like Hugo. I don't like you stealing my jokes, Doug. Because you know what the best part is? is um, it was my joke. They're well into their horse racing too. So we'll be able to talk about heaps of Winks stuff while Chris yeah. is in here. I know. And well, we, we still get Winks into this show. Every show we Winks is in. Yeah, maybe we'll get the jockey from Winks. He can come in. I might There's actually listen to the show then. <laughs> you might rate or subscribe? Nah. Nah. Not doing that. <laughs> Let's not overcommit now. Come on. All right. Well, speaking of overcommitting, have you overcommitting to viewing all of the, the Wimbledon Yes. Action. Not no. seen one. <laughs> None it's of it. Silly it's o'clock. I'm in bed. It's quite interesting. Silly though. o'clock, and you're in bed, and yeah. you're up watching your rubbish English team. Yeah. Who are you? Uh, yeah. Who it's coming you? home. It's coming home. We're not from Mexico. No, it's not. <laughs> We're not from Mexico. <laughs> <No>. Yeah. It <laughs> was not Mexican. That was Mexican. That was not Mexican. Was I lived terrible. in France for two years. It's coming home there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can still claim that. Yeah. But uh, let's go on to Wimbledon. There's been yeah. heaps, well, loads happening. First and foremost, match fixing in yeah, Wimbledon. That's right. Um, the the, spin, uh, the Spanish men's double team of Fernando da- Vadasco and David Marrero are being investigated. Um, for what? For match fixing. <laughs> How but, did they do that, Carlo? Uh, Tell me more. I don't know. Is this there been a, quiz there's been unusual. No, I just want to stop reading off his phone. Hurry up. <laughs> unusual betting, they've said. Online uh, gambling. Yeah, online gambling. But this David Moreira's got a bit of farm as well. He's Can someone tell me how investigated. The f- how on earth people still get caught doing this? They create online accounts in their own name. They bet <laughs> through it, knowing what's going to happen. Like... They're never going to get caught out. Well, they were just saying they'd cited online gaming website Pinnacle Sports confirmed that the names of the players under suspicion in an article on Wednesday. Um, But there was obviously some suspicious behaviour going on. And Chris, funnily enough, I've just seen your account on your betting and it seems to have doubled since we've sat here. Yeah. Um, Well, you see, that's the thing. I own Pinnacle betting. <laughs> However, th- th- again, this David Moreira has been—he's got farm. Yeah, well, he's, t- been, inve- he's, he's been investigated before, but it was uh, ruled as inconclusive. So, um, inconclusive, should I say? And therefore, um, obviously, he got away with it. But it's—it's uh, yeah, it's looking a little bit taster. But he's—he's he's turned around and made a comment to the press saying, "I was at home packing my suitcase because tomorrow, Friday, I'm heading to Germany, and the news caught me by surprise. I had no idea." What do you want me to say? Just like always, go ahead and investigate because I'm very much at ease. So yeah. he said, basically, was saying he was very taken back by it. So, ha, you know, has he been brought in because of the previous tarnishing? 
Who knows? Who knows? Who it's knows? Dead Only set they know. Wimbledon, though. It has, but what about what about the the men's now getting to semi final? Wow, it's getting and close. Federer is out. That's huge. Massive. He's huge. usually the grass king, isn't he? But how's well, was the... it? Wasn't it the game of the tournament? Somebody told me in the gym. <laughs> I didn't watch it, but somebody told me it's the best game. Well, I'm going to be watching the semi. He went two sets up. I didn't even pronounce that right. Just then. I can't Djokovic. get my words out today. Djokovic. Oh, Djokovic. Yeah, Djokovic and Nadal. Nadal. <laughs> so that'll be a cracker. Um, that's going to be massive. They've got the most meetings between two players. So Djokovic and Nadal are at 52. So they've matched each other out of all the men the most in the yeah. entire competition. Mm. Um, Djokovic and Federer are at 45 and Federer and Nadal are at 38. Do you know the interesting part about this is um, because he's such a a late seed or a, a long seed, Djokovic, that he gets to play against Nadal in the semi-final because the other semi-final is between John Isner and Anderson. Now, John Isner, you'll all recognize recognize his name if you if you like tennis because he was in the in, in the longest match ever recorded. I think it was something like ninety eight. 98 games or something like that. But anyway, he's now forced his way into the semi-finals and now like one of them two, they're they're long seeds as well and they're going to they're going to get in. So uh, into the final, so it's going to be really interesting. Well, they uh, say for Djokovic, particularly his all superstition is that Nadal has never lost a semi-final at Wimbledon and that includes a 2007 win over Djokovic who retired during that match with an infected blister on his toe. He's the grass court king, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And Clay no, for no, Federer. Yeah. No, no, no. It's the other way, way around. around. Way I knew around. I'd get that. Fucking, <laughs> I knew I'd get it wrong when You're I said it. You're one stat. I hesitated saying that for so long because I knew I'd get it the wrong way around. He's been beat once in 10 years, mm. Nadal, on Clay. Once in 10 years. Okay. Mm. That's pretty good. That's, that's not bad. That's not well, a bad well, little stat. Carlos. Huh? Shame you didn't know about the England team. <laughs> um, full of unusual stats. But what about the women? I mean, we, we want to talk about women in sport. Yeah, I've got what the, a yeah, great the, platform. No, I I cannot praise this woman enough, Serena Williams. Mm. Well, I, could I, you raise her though? I could no, no, <laughs> no, good blow. no, no. Uh, but the thing hey, is, no oh, way. I interviewed Serena Williams once. Really? Yeah, I, I did. That's I, a I fair inter- coup. It is. I interviewed her for Maya. She was releasing a new bouncy bra range. Mm. Uh, in Maya and I interviewed her on stage and they, they picked me out an outfit and they said there you go would you like these shorts or these shorts I said mate with these chicken legs next to her in a skirt I am wearing pants and I, and I, and I, and I, de- I dead set wore pants however she was the most beautiful kind softly spoken yeah I love listening and to her not, speak not necessarily oh. nervous but so so gentle yeah. and so kind but then you see her on the court and she looks like a demon she'll, she'll eat up grandmother to win wouldn't she <laughs> she's amazing and and then you know it's it's been she's reached the final now and i've got a list of statistics here which i just wrote down and, and this is just a half of them but this will just really and can indicate. we also highlight the statistics for the show this is the first time you've ever written something down yeah uh, since year 10 <laughs> school which i didn't really attend all of that um now she's made it to the final again just 10 months since giving birth to alexis her daughter now this wasn't an easy birth she said she underwent multiple operations during, couldn't walk after. Mm. Ten months later, in a fourth Grand Slam back, she's reached the final of Wimbledon. Now, should she win this, she matches Margaret Court's record of 24 Grand Slams, single titles. And if she wins this, she becomes the first mother to win Wimbledon since... Uh, Yvonne Goulagongoli in 1980. Wow. And not only 
will she do this? She'll do this as turning 37 in September. She'll also be the oldest champ in the 50-year era of the game. So if that doesn't deserve a round of applause <laughs> for women in sport, I don't know what does. Can I add one more stat to that? She was pregnant the oh, last no, time she won the Grand Slam. Sorry. And she didn't know. Yeah, 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 she didn't know. She was pregnant. So she basically had a human while inside her. Yeah. And this time, in a bullet. And this time last year, she was pregnant again. So she couldn't play in Wimbledon. She was heavily pregnant. Mm. Yep. And then gave birth, and then comes on and, and reaches. I mean, I mean, she she faces Angelique Kerber, number one, yeah, a fellow countryman who has given her nothing but praise and said, "I don't want to really play against this yeah. woman in any <laughs> I condition." Either. Yeah. You know what but I mean? The thing with it, like coming into Wimbledon, was that there was huge uproar because they weren't going to seed her. So she was ranked 181st in the world following her time off being pregnant, and I think even before she was pregnant, she might have done her peck. So she yeah. she had an injury leading yeah, into it. So into, yeah. basically, uh, yeah, she pulled out of the French, French Open, Open. I think it was. Right, yeah. um, so basically, the Wimbledon organisers were trying to work out how they could get her a seating because, yeah. based off the rules as it stands at the moment, if there's an injury, you know, if you set if you spend such a long period of time off, you do come in unseated. Mm. But she was number one in the world for yeah. uh, how many years? I you I can't, can't just tell you. you can't just forget that. <clears throat> but you know, they they give you some sort of protection when you come through if you're seated. So when you're coming through as a seated player you'll generally play some of the lower seeded players as you come through. So by the time you get to the end of the finals, you've got the the bigger players. So the problem that Wimbledon had is by having her at such a low seed, she was going to be coming up against some of the greatest players, like the the highest seeded players in the beginning. So they ran the risk of having the grand final match at the very beginning of the tournament mm. and then potentially knocking out one of the greatest. It's very unusual, isn't it? it, it is. It's really unusual, but, you know, but it has been beautiful to watch this return back to mm. tennis at this ultimate level because she gave birth and, and as she said, it wasn't easy for her. She went, she went through a lot of trauma well, giving she birth. Died, and she she believes, nearly died yeah. giving birth as well. And then she comes back and she plays and... Not long after having a baby, the, the press criticised her body shape and her condition and oh. how she comes back and what she wears, which is fucking bullshit. Yeah. As if the woman isn't getting enough emotions running through her body already, mm. they jump on her back like that, which is disgusting. And I can't believe they actually even even printed that. Yeah. And, and all she's wanting to do is get back to the things that she loves and knows how to do. Mm. And when she won this semi-final, she ran straight off because Bob needed an afternoon nap. So she didn't want to stick around and do interviews. She realized after doing her job, which is what it is, she left to the more important things in life. And she took the baby home and put the baby down for a sleep. And she went, I couldn't be happier by doing that. So... I mean, again, coup to her, credit yeah. to her. She's she's an incredible she's human. Be one of the one of the great sports person has to be by all girls. But she's, she's be. not only is she an incredible athlete, what she's done for the sport and yeah. for women that are now going to follow in her footsteps as well too. Because you know she, it's it's very superhuman that she's been able to ha- win a win a trophy with a ba- while pregnant, oh, come yeah. back within ten months to perform at the level that she's playing yeah. at right now, and we're seeing her play some pretty bloody good tennis. Oh, mate. And then, as I said, to have the respect she's to winning play, straight sets. That, you know, they're running a couple of hours on the court and then she's yeah. like, okay, I've done my job. You know, I've spoken well. I'm a good attribute to tennis. Now I'm going to go home and look after my family as well too. So, yeah. you know, uh, as I said, we've, we've given her a round of applause already and I'm looking forward to seeing how she continues the, the rest of the Wimbledon adventure. Because it's great because you haven't, it's not like she's played Muppets like England did in their qualifying group or, or their semi-final path. <laughs> she's played number 12 seed, 13 seed and beat them in straight sets. Well, the problem is, is that now in the competition, Competition, um, nine out of the ten top seeds are all out. 
because she, of the way so it is. So they're kind of saying her. that she, yeah. Well, they're kind of saying <laughs> that she's taken the piss out of the whole because she was able to come through as sort of a lower base seed, if that makes sense. So, so she didn't have to. So yeah, she's in the final, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, 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 yeah. she's in, and it's going to be bloody great. I don't think anyone's going to be disappointed by it. And one thing I'm not going to be disappointed by is getting Tony Sanza on the phone. Sanzi! Get him! Get him! Get him! Send him! Oh, Pablo or Sanzi? Hey, uh, <laughs> there he is. Hey, how are you, Pablo? Sanzi, we've been trying to call you and we got put through to your voicemail. Talk us through Pablo. Well, Pablo has a little name because um, the old man's from Spain. I'm, I'm actually fourth in line for the Spanish throne or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to be part of the Spanish blokes that played Wimbledon and got done for match fixing then, would you? Mate, but, hey, we're in it for a quid. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Typical Spanish. Mate, it's, it's only a rule if you're not in it. <laughs> this is very true. This is true. That's why Smithy's looking so glum right now. I what's, don't know what's happening. No, he doesn't. <laughs> what's been going on? What's been happening this week? All right, well, uh, oh, I'll tell you what, last week we got to play against the magnificent campers. Uh Play against the Queen and Blues. Yeah. Campo's, in, Campo's in the second row now, and uh, uh, he's not looking great. We actually thought he had a rib injury for a while because he had all this padding and stuff. And we got up close, it's just his guts. <laughs> it's just See? his guts. He's, just, he's fat as a fool. <laughs> anyway, I'll tell you what, we got up there first, Greg. You did awesome, get up there. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Nick Mead, our... Uh, a little utility there, toughest man in the compound for pound, and I'll fight anyone who reckons he's not. Actually, I'll get him to fight him because he's pretty tough, better than me. <laughs> and uh, mate, kick the field goal after full time, twenty-five all draw, ring a ding ding. Here we go. Well played, son. Well and uh, what about yourself? Did you get a good run? Yeah, I did because it's a fair way from the car park to the um, to the dressing shed. There, that's about all I ran on the weekend, but. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I had a pretty uh, pretty good conversation with uh, reserve grade coach uh, just this week actually, and he gave me a pretty good compliment. What did he, he do? Said, uh, he said he uh, said he said, "Sandy, I'm pretty sure we can't make the semis now, so you'll probably get a run." <laughs> oh, no, that's right. not very nice of him, is it? No, mate. I, I mean, no, lack of respect. I, I don't think he realises he was in the presence of greatness. Well, but anyway, no, that's the way it goes. The what are you going to do? <laughs> What's the, uh, so who have you got this week coming up, mate? All right, so we've got a bit of a Laker derby. We play the uh, the Belconnen Scholars this week. It's pretty ironic their names are Scholars, but none of the bastards can read or write. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> fair dinkum, mate, but we play them tomorrow. Um, look, if, if I'm totally honest, I'd like to tell you a, a story that's different. But in first grade, it really is a battle of a wooden spoon, so I hope my boys are fired up. Um, because uh, anything worse than not winning is coming last. So they better get out there and rip, tear, and bloody burst, I'll tell you tomorrow. Hey, tell them I know how they feel. Yeah. <laughs> Ring a ding ding, mate. I know, I know. So you obviously haven't been with a Spanish lover. <laughs> hey, we can make this happen, you know. I'll put her in an Uber now. <laughs> I would never want to step on Mrs. Sansy's toes. Thanks again for an awesome wrap-up this week. Yeah, no, okay, listen, I've got a couple of things coming up. We've got the um, 
We've got our 25-year dinner coming up, uh, 25 years of the Bulls, and they've named a 25-year team, believe it or not. Whoa. Oh, wow. You reckon you're going to get a start? Well, listen, it's, 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 um, it's very uh, secretive, so I won't name it on the night, but I have had a word to the um, selectors, and uh, I, I just said to them, look, it's a 21-man squad. I said, listen, just tell me how, you, how it went, and they said... Sandy, look, you just missed out the story of my life when it comes to footy. Mm. And I said, oh, oh, I said, what, so I was number 22? And they said, mate, we had a 100-man shortlist, and you didn't make that. <laughs> so I said, yeah, okay, but 100 men. So what was I, like, one after of that? And I think they were sick of me if they just, and they just said, yeah, right, mate, you're one after that. So you've uh, all seen the... Uh, Dungarnables life member tattoo. I'm getting another one mon- on Monday saying Dungarnables 101st best yeah, player. I like it. I like it. Perfect little tat. <laughs> yeah, I love it, mate. So that'll be getting Monday and uh, probably uh, hangover Monday. That's all right. We'll be good. We've got our, we've got our sportsman's dinner coming up. We've got the great Maxi Krillich coming. If he, unless Croatia win the World Cup, he might die. One but, of the manly greats. Yeah. Well, well Maxi have got a bit in common, actually. Um, Matthew played a million games for Manly, but a lot of people don't realise he would have played a million more, but he had a long apprenticeship under the great Freddie Jones there at Manly. And and I, I feel like I'm the same of the Bulls. I, I think I'm just serving a long apprenticeship. And um, eventually they're going to let me loose. <laughs> well, hopefully they'll let you loose on the, on the beers this weekend. Ring-a-ding-ding. Have a good weekend, guys. You too, Sanzi. You too, Sanzi. Take you, care, mate. Get into See it, Sanzi. Right, right. Do you, do you reckon Sanzi's like that 24-7? What, pissed? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Mate, he's just always full of beans, isn't he? Always full of fun. He's always got a good line for oh, everything. All the time. What I was the it. other one? Root. I couldn't root, root shoot, shoot and electrocute. electrocute. <laughs> love that. I've used that in a few little uh, I've sentences. used it already this week. Sarah doesn't find it funny. I don't know. <laughs> she finds it truthful, doesn't find it funny. <laughs> Good dog, mate. I like that. Oh, oh, why we're on the why I'm just rubbing my head, just shaking my head, really. Let's move on to uh, you guys talking about the F- World Cup again. Well, well. Are you guys going to be able to talk about it in a positive manner considering it's yes. not coming home? Well, we. we we know now, obviously, through what Chris has said, that England didn't make it through against Croatia. Very disappointing. They go 1-0 up. Um, Croatia score a goal, I think, in the 65th minute. It goes to extra time, and Croatia get a great goal. Not like England didn't have the chances chances to win the game, but unfortunately, Croatia were the better side, and, and they'll progress to the final where they're going to play France. So France uh, beat Belgium. Um, you know, good game. Uh, but weird France, game. You said Why that before. Was it weird? Yeah. I don't know. It was just played in such a high and low intensity. It was it's, 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 it's a strange kind of tactical game, wasn't it? It was. France go up, and you think that Belgium would bring the intensity then, and and it, it just didn't didn't. I think anywhere. I think that the the way the French play, they're so confident in their defensive line that they put everybody behind the ball and they counter attack, which is it, it's frightening. You got Mbappe. Who can Mbappe. run like the wind? <laughs> Say the name again. He can run like the wind, like whatever he's called. Mate, he's before. fucking lightning. I can I can never read his name. He's that fast. You know what I mean? He doesn't stay still long enough for me to read the back of his shirt. Yeah. But he can go like the wind, and you know they've got some incredible players backing him up as well, and just and just scoring profusely. Mm. Um, but Belgium just 
I don't know. It's almost like they try to catch them napping at the back, and they never yeah. did. So, so they 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 played the wrong game and and paid the consequence. But final final uh, probably by the time this goes to where the final would have been played. But how, how not probably do, definitely <laughs> definitely. <laughs> uh, but how do you see it, Chris? Look, uh, uh, Croatia hats off. You're right. They took their chances. They played well against England. They never stopped. They chased absolutely every ball. They never lacked any belief. Whereas England got rattled on the equaliser and they didn't really know what to do. They tried to go back to plan A, which was play the safe game. And it just seemed to me they had no strong midfielder in there that could distribute the ball well or really take control of the middle part. Mm. They just hit the long ball. It was just technical hit and hope, yeah. hoping that Harry Kane or Sterling could get on the end of it and then do something with it. And it never happened. Well, they all you know, Croatia have got a really good defensive team. They've got, they've got Barcelona's, centre defender there who's claiming he's one of the best in the world after this game and they they just never got any results from any of it now Croatia all again credit to them they've only had their independence for 30 years it's a small country and they've made it to the final of the the World Cup 4.1 million yeah 4.1 million it's more than that packed into the tube in London yeah I know it's it's, it's a phenomenal it's a phenomenal result uh, just to get to a uh, to a final but you know I think I think if they catch them, like Croatia's defence has been awesome, to be totally honest. Like no. they, they scored off a England scored off a set piece, and uh, you they know they haven't been though. They've England, got, England they've got picked a fighter's them apart. chance. England picked them apart at will, but just nah. didn't have the clinical finisher to do anything about it. Now France's defence is is the best you'll see in the whole World Cup, and my prediction they'll beat them three 0 And again. Croatia's credit is going to have to be making it to the, the the final because I can't see them getting anywhere close to France. Mm. Well, it's going to be very interesting, and uh, so you're going with France. I'm yeah. going to go with Croatia. Oh, can you can you smell that, Renee? Bitter wager. Yeah, I like can it. You smell that. I don't bet. Put your money where your mouth is. Okay. I agree. Come on, I how agree. much? I'll hold it for both of you. How much? <laughs> how much, Carlos? Uh, I'll put fifty on it. Oh, shake on it. Ladies and gentlemen, they are shaking hands. <laughs> Fifty Croatia <laughs> still like for out, Carlos. Man. Yeah, Croatia and win though. It's two to one. Christmas for French. Wee wee. I'm with Smithy on this one. You would be. Yeah, I would be. Hey, do you know what I thought the greatest thing that came out of the World Cup so far is the Neymar challenge. No. <laughs> you heard about it? No. Have you seen it? It's did amazing. You see, did you see the KFC ad? No. Well, it, it well? it, he gets. Um, he gets. Actually, they don't even clip him. They miss him. <laughs> but he hits the floor. Well, they he continually the rolls. Him. He rolls that much. He goes through different countries. Then they just video of him <laughs> rolling through different countries, different countries, different countries. Ends up outside a KFC somewhere. And it's absolutely brilliant. Oh, that is and they, so and they, weird. they made that before Neymar. But he's just replicating now the whole just, thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, basically, it's it's gone viral as fans mock the Brazil forward for his, his what his histrionics. I don't, I don't even know what that word is. I can't read today. Uh, during oh, his disappointing World Cup. So basically it's called the Neymar Challenge and there's literally there's videos and photos and all sorts of players and people just standing in a group and literally they all just drop. And it's brilliant. It's, yeah, it as I said, it. it's probably the most exciting thing to come out. Well, no, I, I think for me the best thing out of the World Cup, now it's not going to be England, is the fact that – oh, that's good. I'm just showing them a photo. There's that's no, good. She'll put it on our Instagram yeah, page, so get up and have a look it. at it. But I think for me, the best thing to come out of the World Cup 
is the cameramen, fear for cracking down on the cameramen for picking out all the hot chicks in oh, the crowd. But they do it every year. They do, of course they do. But they, they did, they've still not found an English one. But <laughs> they had them from absolutely everywhere, but FIFA are cracking down massively on that now. They said it's, it's not fair, it's sexist, and it's very... They do it in v- every sport. And I'm going, shut up, dickhead. Uh, it's great. <laughs> I'm just disappointed because I've never been seen on it. <laughs> You've never been to the World Cup. Oh, that's why. We'll take you to Qatar. Yes, please. That? That'd be great. Four years. If you wouldn't that'd mind. That would be really good, that. No <laughs> drinking. <laughs> oh, don't be fooled. All right. We've just found out that Sasha doesn't want a bar of us tonight. Is that right, boys? Yeah, that, that's um, yeah. correct. He's uh, he's having something to eat with his parents, which I think is really, really cute. Oh. I pick you up. Oh, all right, Sash. We're going to cover for you tonight. We don't have a weird and wacky sport, or if it is, it probably would be the name our challenge. But we've got one thing to talk about, boys, before this wraps up. State of Origin, we touched on it a little bit with the Wally Lewis medal. But what a game. What an Origin series. Oh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. The best game. The, the, third, the, the third game Final was one. unbelievable. Like, yeah. Again, you can't knock the, the level and the standard of Origin football. It is by far the best standard of rugby league in the world. There's nothing know. touches it, and it hasn't done for many years. We thought it had lost a bit of pizzazz, mm. you know, when the shoulder charge left and the biff left and everything else. You used to cement yourself to the seat for the first yeah, set of six in origin. But I tell you what, I that had this time. skill factor, that had just about everything. I was waiting for the first hit up again this time. Yeah, it was. It was so good. Well, uh, Tarek Sims made his introduction, didn't he? Some oh, yeah. New South Wales, I'm here! But yeah. didn't he have like his brain explosion and Clemmer's brain explosion as well too? And and you could even go as far as saying Maloney when he decided to ram was it Billy Slater into the yeah. goalpost? Yeah. Um all made and great then innocence. The yeah. yeah, exactly. He does. He's just like, he He's goes, the best. I we was stopped. To... I was like, Yeah, you were the first time, but the second time it was just like tit for tat, well, bang. Yeah. Jimmy Jimmy said he wants to be on the show. Oh, he, did he? Yeah, he texted He's like, I want to be on the show. All so right, we will right. get him on. We've had loads of rugby league on, so we we, have. that's why we get we, Barry White on. Get Barry White. I love his voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Barry White. <laughs> but I tell, I tell you, Valentine Holmes scores an interception very early. Oh, what about bro- that? No, can I just point it? I had a bet on um, Latrell Mitchell to score first try, and yeah. then the short ball went to him, and bloody Val Holmes intercepted at my house. Just erupted because I'm New South Welshman, so I was on the trail. My best mate was on Val Holmes. Yeah. So it was just two people just going through two really. I told you who I was on, didn't I? Yeah. I was on Billy Slater. He's got disallowed. I know. They're fat. (laughs) It is. It is. But but what about what about that second interception that he does? Where like I just watched it over and over again. The way he just reach out. He just jumped like he was like a he was like a salmon going uphill. And he just he, he just jumps out and catches the ball, which was an amazing effort. But I think the whole game was um, just catapulted the the amount of effort and the amount of passion everyone had mm. to, for their re- representative state. And obviously the last game for, for for Billy Slater, what a way to go out! You know, he doesn't lift a a, sh- a shield like many of his predecessors as being cap- captain, but he he goes out on a winning game and he goes out state in our state of origin, you know, in Brisbane. So you know, we wish him all the best. And did we see some amazing athletes on display as well too? We're seeing a real younger crop of footballers coming through. That Val Holmes try again. The person that chased him down from the opposite side of the field was Tyson Frizzell. Yeah. 
Like, and he motored. Oh, he Dave motored. Well, yeah, he, he, he tried for about 10 yards. Absolutely. But Frizzell, like, bigger player, completely different position where you don't exactly imagine Opposite that much of the pitch pace. Yeah, motored him down. But the bloke who put the fastest speed on the pitch that night was at 35.3 Ks Has in to Tommy Trevorovic. Oh, I, I was thinking Adol Carr. Yeah, no. Trevorovic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he was. I mean, he did the intercept and full length try as well, too. So. Yeah, New South Wales have just yeah. got. Uh, I mean, Julius not called them the baby blues. They're, mm-hmm. you know, Queensland had that for a really long time. I think we're going to be seeing some great combinations. Yeah, Freddie, Fitt- Freddie Fittler's wacky way of putting things together, mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. the, and the way he coaches and mentors players. It's uh, it, it's not it's not your very traditional way of coaching, but it's working. Mm. Well, whatever works works, isn't it? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's so profound. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, oh does my it, does god. It I'm sick of people who do the old cliches in regards to, you know, oh, you've got to do this, you have to do that. Mm. I think I think you have to be in touch with your players, what what the strengths are, and no, it's not always going to be uh, as it is in a textbook. I think you've you've just got to have a feeling of, of your individuals in a team and, and, and the, the best way to manage it. And, and do you know what? Brad is, Freddie's exactly like that. Yeah. He, he's more emotionally charged and he gets it. Yeah. Uh, it. It doesn't always go right, but there's another indication of that. The French coach, when they beat Brazil in the quarterfinal, he said, right, you've earned it. Off you go. Get out there and get on the piss. <laughs> All the French team went out on the piss. They got back at 3 a.m. to the hotel. The fire brigade was called because they're having water fights with the fire extinguishers in the hotel at 3 a.m. And guess what they do? They come out and beat Belgium 1-0. Yeah. The well, next semi-final. I mean, yeah. So, bonding is all part of it. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, there's got to be... That's a bit excessive, but, you know... Is it? Well, if we read about it. it if you do it behind closed yeah. doors and no one knows about is it, it... You're a hero. Yeah. <laughs> we did that a few times. Yeah. Play football. yeah well, we've done that as a team as well, too. You have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we have. Just one time. Right? But, no, I think it's brilliant. I, you know, I think Freddie was a little bit disappointed with them in the third game. He wanted that whitewash, and there was moments where you sort of go, ooh, like... You yeah. know, as I said, a few brain explosions that happened with the team. They probably sort of weren't really on the money with some of the play, but that back second half, geez, they turned that around. Yeah, they did. And I think moving into the NRL, and, and I've heard some absolute bullshit from some of the uh, big big players in our game, you know, turn around saying, oh, you know, it ruins it ruins club football. I don't see that. I think it really gives an opportunity to the younger people and the younger stars of the future to get a bit of first grade experience. And uh, I think it's great that, I, I actually think if they play in the origin, they shouldn't play back for the club. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's just the, duty, just the duty of care for the individual, mm-hmm. you know, and just to allow younger, younger people coming from reserve grade into... Uh, into to first grade, I, 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 and and again, there's been some cracking stars that have come out of it. Jerome, I think he's Jerome Luai, I think it was. Well, he's one of many players, and and we're going to be seeing quite a few of them over this weekend as well too, as a, a few of those Origin players take a rest. But right now, it's time for us to have a rest. We're done for the night. Woo! Let's go get a feed. Yes. Thank you so much, Krish, Krish, Carlos. Have I just changed my origin or something? Well, you Am I can't spell now? my name, so... Well, yeah, I can. Yeah. No, you can't. D-I-C-K-E-D. <laughs> <laughs>